0: Welcome to another episode of the Client Experience Architect Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Hoskins, and it's my passion to guide you through crafting unique experiences for your clients to help you both maximize the value you bring and create a sales force of ranting, raving fans out there promoting your business. It's my pleasure to bring you businesses who are crushing it with intentional experiences and dive into valuable insights that you can implement into your business after listening. Let's dive in. On this episode, I sit down with Daniel Green with Springfield Smile Doctor. Their dental practice in Springfield is not like any other you've ever visited. They want to know you and your expectations. They're there to help you meet your oral health goals and help you discover a healthy smile for a well-balanced life. Listen in on my conversation with Daniel Green. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It's such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you, Zach. I'm really excited that you're here today. and We're gonna talk about uh, Springfield Smile Doctor experience. And thank you. Very good. So let's begin by diving just a little bit into the background, you know, your story, the story behind the Smile Doctor and how you've gotten to where you are now. For sure. Uh, For the Springfield Smile Doctor, it's really a tale of two stories.
1: And I'll share a, a brief bit about my background And then dive more into my wife's background, Dr. Randy Green, who is the the dentist here at Smile Doctor. And we'll just go ahead and get my background out of the way. And it'll make way more sense when we start talking about experience, uh, since I'll be talking on behalf of Dr. Green today. But for the last 15 years, I've built my career in marketing and advertising and design. And I've had the pleasure to work with small teams in a boutique intimate setting all the way up to... The largest employee owned advertising agency in the United States and so I was able to hone my skills in many different areas working with clients pretty much all across the United States I'd always had the keen desire to design everything around me and really that chance after working at five different agencies in the last 15 years came true whether that was through design I was fostering client relationships working with other agencies, understanding user experience was really important in there too. But ultimately towards the end, I was able to be in a strategist role and design the experience. And so that was fulfilling because I got to implement all of my skills into very large projects, whether that be a website build or an app build or working with a large brand. And I just love being a part of that process researching and designing those experiences one of the things that i came across in in my career and what i realized early on is that there are some pitfalls in being designer if they're not ingrained the designer that is ingrained in the business side of things and don't see the decision making side of the process they don't really truly understand the impact of their decisions and how it affects the business or the bottom line and this frustration became crystal clear to me after the birth of our child as I was commuting from Springfield to Kansas city regularly in the same working day. And uh, I just started to see the writing on the wall. Thank goodness it wasn't every day back to back, but there were a few days per week where that was going on. And then after discussing what my next career move would be with Randy, Dr. Green, my wife, I'd never dreamed it would be coming to work for her full time. At Springfield Smile Doctor, I'd always been the guy behind the scenes orchestrating the digital footprint, strategizing the message, mm-hmm. and working with the brand. And um, I mean, we we even talked about it six months before act- actually executing a plan. And now here I am, two and a half years later, completely immersed in a new field, which I, I just love. And um, working with any client in the past, I've had to adapt and become a subject matter expert. But... Refocusing my effort and adapting to dental and health uh, became second nature to me. And um, not to mention now we have the same schedule. We commute together. We pick up, the, pick up our child together from daycare. And uh, I hear some people tell me, man, I could never work, work with my wife, uh, let alone for her. <laughs> sure. And uh, I tell them that I'm proud to work for a strong, smart leader. And that's really what she provides to Springfield Smile Doctor is leadership. And because of this and all of those interactions that we have on a daily basis, we even share an office together. We've really grown closer together personally as we made the decision to work together. Of course, we uh, set some boundaries and limit the amount of dental speak at home. (laughs) (laughs) But I relish in the fact that I get to wake up every day and be a part of the process under her leadership in helping to change someone's life with her and our team. And now for me, having the ability to be a part of the brand for the last seven and a half years gives me purview for the whole entire process. Mm -hmm. And again, I just get to see that impact for how she changes people's lives every day and builds those long-term relationships with her guests and her patients and anyone who is really a part of our dental family.
0: Mm -hmm. That's good stuff. So you said you were going to dive a little deeper into Dr. Green's background, so let's, let's do that for a bit.
1: Yeah, my quick one turned in to be a little <laughs> bit longer than I expected there. But about Dr. Green and the real reason for this interview, she uh, graduated number one in her dental class of over 30 individuals. Uh, she possesses multiple awards and honors, and she is recognized as a successful and philanthropic female business owner and is consistently voted by her dental peers as being a top dentist in Springfield. So before moving to Springfield, she did an advanced general residency, which focused on cosmetic dentistry. And she also helped kids within the juvenile detention system just better understand the importance of of oral health and the impact that that makes on the body. And it was really after those experiences that she found herself working in a suburb outside of Jackson, Mississippi, working for an associate at another pretty large uh, private dental practice. And so she was able to serve that community through her skill and she would really get discouraged at the fact of making people wait stacked up Mm. on top of each other in a large waiting room setting or allowing for a dental insurance company to interrupt a relationship between her and her patient and ultimately have that insurance company dictate what her patient would or would not do to get healthy. Hmm. And so those are some pretty big factors that were weighing on her. And for someone like her, if you know her one year of working for someone under that didn't have those same aspirations and ideals, it was all she could handle and so she and I set our sights on how we could make a, a larger impact in, in her career and the lives of her patients. So being number one and having the trailblazer mentality, she wouldn't settle for working for another dentist. I think she learned early on that she needed to be in charge and run her own business mm. And in 2010, we had the opportunity to uproot, move, and make a fresh start. And like I said, she was set on running her own practice the way she intended to give her patients quality care. And after the research phase, a few dental practices stood out. One in particular was a doctor here in Springfield with a totally different take on dentistry. And this doctor, her name is uh, Dr. Brenda Herman, was well-versed in a patient-centered approach to dentistry, which is a lot different than what you and I think of as a, a visit to your, your dentist. And in fact, most offices like that, they try to see as many people in one day as possible, which, which ultimately leads to a lesser quality of care. And Dr. Herman had built this foundation at Springfield Smile Doctor that came to pass, but she ultimately wanted to pursue other goals. And so our timing moving into this new adventure was really right. And one thing to back up and say, the Smile Doctor name and that equity had been around since 2000, the year 2000, and we decided to continue and expand that brand equity and, Mm -hmm. and that goodwill when Dr. Green took over the practice in 2011 as the new Springfield Smile Doctor. So one of the stipulations of the lender Cause as you can imagine, we're moving into a new area, working with a bank to try to get a practice loan, was that they wanted her to be trained in the same methodologies and the same philosophies that Dr. Herman studied under mm. to provide a continuity of care with existing patients. And we we said, okay, yeah, that that's something we want to do. And after a lot of soul searching and thinking and praying and she closed the practice for the first week that she owned it. Brand new practice to go start her journey training at LVI, which is the Las Vegas Institute for Advanced Dental Studies. And it's really, it's outside of Vegas when I say Las Vegas, people <laughs> think, Oh, it's, you know, you're going to the strip, right. No, she has been over 20 times now and the training and the things that she's able to bring back to her patients are life changing techniques or philosophies that she's able to apply. So I want to make sure that everybody's clear that Summerlin is actually where it is (laughs) and it's a really nice suburban area. And that is where she found her true passion in helping people escape the pain of TMJ disorder. So fast forward today and she's the only practicing LVI fellow in Southwest Missouri. And currently is the most highly trained LVI dentist in Missouri. And I know that's a bit to unpack, but uh, it's important to understand, I think, that context to know how we're different and why we're different.
0: No doubt. Yeah, that context is huge. Thank you so much for diving into that. So let's dive into, you know, the Springfield Smile Doctor as as a business. So what do you think is most important when you, when it comes to your
1: patients. That's easy, Zach. It is providing them with the very best dental experience possible. Very good. You can see it from our Google reviews. Patients understand that we're different in pretty much every aspect of what we do. But you know, you could almost really call us a customer service company first that provides dental care and mm. services to our patients. And we view it that way. From the first interaction on a text or a phone call to the second when a patient walks through the door, the entire team, and we call them a team here, they're not a staff. Staff is an infection. (laughs) The entire team here is well-versed and trained for how to provide that level of customer service that is rarely seen in healthcare. Hmm. So we often even share stories amongst our team of good, bad, not not really you know there's so many different experiences that we have out in the world with the company or service and it's not like one interact. it is well excuse me one interaction can leave a lasting impression upon a brand and so we talk about those things we we even do that weekly sometimes we'll mm-hmm. say what where did you go this week and have a good experience and where did you go this week and you had a bad experience and we learn from that we talk about it and we uh, unpack it and understand a little bit better of just truly how different we are in the level of service that we provide. And we're always looking to get better. And so we have five-star reviews on Google for how we handle telephone calls. Hmm. And really, Zach, it starts there for an office like ours, our practice offering services to people. They're looking for answers. And so I said it was a tale of two stories, and this is an example I work for a large marketing agency that introduced this concept to me several years ago. And it's called the, the FMOT, or the first moment of truth. Mm. And that starts with the telephone conversation. The first touch point or interaction with a human and could be an in-person greeting, the way you're dressed. And so we really put a lot of emphasis on nailing those interactions with the F-MOT. And there's also one now called the Z-MOT. It's the zero moment of truth. Hmm. And with it, think about when a guest interacts with a website or your social media account when no one's there to talk to them. Interesting. And so those initial interactions, whether they be z that on the website, on on our Facebook, Instagram, wherever, or with a smile team member in person are critical to helping our guests know that we can help answer their questions and that we enjoy listening to them. Yeah. We get a lot of satisfaction in helping provide those answers and going back to, we really, really listen. It's their story. We're trying to understand so that we, we do ask a lot of questions and if they are looking for, the type of service that we provide is more of the boutique-style concierge dental approach, then
0: they're going to fit right in. So you're truly, man, it's it's so cool to hear how it's so ingrained in the culture of the business, and you're truly making your patient or client the hero of the story. Exactly. I, I absolutely
1: love the that. The hero, the VIP, the superhero even. I yeah. think people, when they come in, It's not like going to the dentist. Hmm. They know every single person here. We greet them by name. We offer them any of our amenities. We talk about how, how their kids, their grandkids, their jobs, their vacation. It's a relationship that we have with them. They're not a number. They're not sitting in a waiting room. We're, we're actively engaging conversation and want to know about them. Because why would you want to, to go through an experience where, that feels cold and no one's really talking to you? So we, we turn it on its head and go the, the other way no and, and really value those relationships with our patients
0: and guests. That's incredible. So I know you touched on a couple of touch points, um, you know, the Z-MOT and the F-MOT, which is so cool. And I'm so glad you, you, you opened those ideas up to our listeners. It's, it's incredible stuff. So talk to me a little bit about what touch points, or or is there a single touch point or multiple touch points that are most important in your business? There are so many. Zach,
1: remember, uh, you're talking to the marketing brain guy here, (laughs) Sure. I'll narrow my focus and really talk about the important ones to the practice, and a couple that stand out to me as, as the ones that I shepherd and make sure that we do correctly every time. And also say what I would think Dr. Green might emphasize, and realistically that is face-to-face interaction and the ability to spend the appropriate amount of time with a newer existing patient. If she does not have time to speak with someone and talk to them about their oral condition or look at an x-ray with them, then why are we doing this? That is the, the opposite approach. And so our new patient experience has a lot of touch points along the way. And the very first one you probably noticed coming in the office is we don't have a front desk. (laughs) We have two identical private consult rooms uh, where patients can discuss anything behind a closed door. And we made that decision to go front deskless, not only to enforce HIPAA regulations, but really give our guests and patients the peace of mind that they can relax and sit across the table from us like we are today. Yeah. And be on an equal setting. I mean, this is a round table. You're yeah, sitting right next to me, of course. And all of Doctor Green's accolades and diplomas and they're split between the rooms. And we're, we've still got a little bit of room left on the walls. <laughs> but rarely, uh, rarely do we have those new patients wait when they are met face to face in the lounge, like you were this yeah. morning. You're greeted by name and offered any of the amenities before you know we we move along and show them a brief tour of what our practice is about. I mean, like I I think I mentioned a little bit earlier, we view waiting as the opposite of what healthcare should be. And so those first two touch points that we put a lot of thought into are interwoven. And since our guests rarely do wait on us, we call the intake area our lounge or our living room. Hmm. And that was designed to have the intent to provide a relaxed, calm atmosphere with light music playing overhead, that's really my one of my favorite tasks as a practice manager <laughs> is being DJ for the day. Yes, um, Aromatherapy with essential oil diffuser, a high-end on-demand coffee system like Nespresso. I mean, our patients love those amenities. And the many other ones that we have available there and in the bathroom. I think most people go to the bathroom and are like, wow, this is <laughs> so different. And uh, it's really cool to be able to see somebody's expression come back out and and to know that they take the things that we offer, sure. because I'm constantly refilling those little, those little delightful things in there. Yeah. And um, in that same view, when they walk in, they can prominently see the seven LVI training plaques that only about fifteen hundred dentists on the globe possess. Wow. And and of course, Doctor Green's graduating number one in her class medal. That's prominently displayed, and that just really sets the stage for the first visit when you walk in. It is a completely, you are not walking into a dental waiting room. You are walking into an appointed lounge type setting. And uh, so we have the ability to provide that continuity of care by also having our patient coordinator, new patient coordinator, be right beside the new patient through their entire visit and act as their concierge. And uh, she is with all the new patients from beginning to end. Hmm. She can answer their questions. She can be their advocate. She listens to them. Here's what they want. We list, like I said earlier, we listen to our patients. And uh, if walking through the door isn't any different, it it is really this single touch point or interaction that separates us and allows us to provide the exceptional, uncommon dental care here. Sure. And some just a couple more real quick. (laughs) I know you want to keep me on on task here, but there's two really important ones, and those are the ones that I I talked about shepherding, is we answer the phone by acknowledging the patient by their first name. Hey, Zach, this is Daniel. How may I help you? Mm. Because I know who's calling. We have the technology in place to really... If you will know ahead of time, and it blows people away the first couple of times. That's awesome. And after the the second and third time that they call in, it becomes it becomes a brand touch point, Hmm. and they expect it. And so, it's just those little things like that that build up and create this Smile Doctor
0: experience that makes it so different and unique. Yeah. No, that's great. Well, I love, I love diving into those touch points and, and kind of hitting those at a high level. Can you, you maybe dive into one of them or or one specific unique experience that you're creating to surprise and delight? For sure. And uh, there's a couple,
1: so I'll try to narrow them down. But then the in thinking about the new patient experience and when a person comes to the practice for the first time from my chair, I will regularly... Um, walk up and ask how they're doing today, what we could do better after their visit. Uh, We're constantly trying to improve ourselves. And um, like you say in some earlier podcasts, create those uh, ranting, raving Smile Doctor fans. Yeah. And have people out in the world talking about a dental experience that just Mm. doesn't really happen. It's, uh, I think it's definitely more uncommon than common. And so that's pretty special for us. And and we have a saying here that, that we live by. It's good is the enemy of great. Mm. And I don't know who said this originally, but we heard it from a consultant that we've worked with over the years. And it's one of those things that anyone on the team can relate to. When you think you've finally gotten good enough, you haven't. And so we constantly are looking for things to achieve greatness and, and surpass greatness Mm. because we don't want to become complacent in that. And so we offer, I mentioned earlier in the bathroom, you know, lip balms or unique flosses or customized water bottles and, um, all the way down to this, you know, cute little appointment card that's custom made. Sure. And, um, There are a few items on the list for 2019 I don't want to spoil. (laughs) Sure. But you will definitely know when you see one. That's exciting.
0: Well, good deal.
1: So, in addition to that, we hand out gift cards. We reward our patients that talk about us in the community. And if a patient were to, say, complete a big procedure like a smile makeover, we would have a bouquet of flowers for them. Mm. Or a personalized happy to send home with them that day. And... Really, that's because we know our patients and we know what they like. And it just puts a smile on their face. And we want to do unexpected things that really they leave feeling good about their experience with Dr. Green and the whole smile team. One of the other quick touch points, uh, this is my last one, I promise. <laughs> we, we've been very deliberate about calling an appointment a reservation. Ooh. You don't make an appointment at smile doctor you make a reservation because the connotation of having a reservation somewhere is very different it's special i mean think about a a nice restaurant a boutique Mm. hotel uh, high-end spa any of those places will call a reservation and so an appointment might you know you're going to get the oil change (laughs) and uh, the dmv line maybe comes into picture but our guests and patients notice that and they comment on it in an overwhelmingly positive way. And so I just say this, it is all of those little things that build into this. I'll say the word again, uncommon smile doctor experience because Hmm. they build and people become to expect that level of service. And guess what? We're
0: going to surpass that. And we're going to give them our best every single time they step through the door. That's incredible stuff. I love how you you kind of dive deep into those and the conglomerate or the compilation of all of those touch points really drive home a specific and unique customer experience or patient experience. And so how do you know who your ideal clients are or, or who, who your business can provide the most value to? So...
1: When I saw that question, I was like, man, that's a really great question. And it's honestly, it's really easy for us to answer. It is simply anyone looking for the best quality of care that they can receive, period. And so many times we hear from patients that my medical doctor isn't this thorough. I saw him for three minutes. Hmm. I saw him. I saw the practitioner, not even the doctor. And they were gone to the next room like that. Yeah. And really that baffles us as to as to why that is our healthcare system nowadays, but we try to take the opposite approach and give our patients as much of ourselves as we can.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's by design. That that has really been thought through on our end. And so we typically see two new patients a day, sometimes just one. And that new patient in the morning or the afternoon their time is maximized so that they can spend way more time than three minutes. <laughs> usually upwards of 30, 45, sometimes an hour with Dr. Green and they're with the uh, the concierge, if you will, hmm. through the experience too. So they're always surrounded by someone and um, it's an important piece of healthcare that, that we emphasize for those that seek VIP care and it's all about establishing and earning their trust. I mean, you wouldn't build a relationship by having somebody wait in the waiting room and they're whisked away and the doctor doesn't even lower the mask to introduce themselves. And it's just a really rushed experience. And we don't do that here. Mm. And so we let them know that we use the best materials, the best labs use the best technology. We have the best and latest training. The whole team trains at LVI. Hmm. We don't just send Dr. Green or our hygienist or one person at a time. Usually there is a group of us going because what we find is that the group has so much of a brainstorm or ideas that they can bounce off of each other when they're out there that we're solving problems and having fun at the same time and bring that back to Springfield and apply it to our experience. And so the guests that wanna receive that, they'll find them at Smile Doctor. And more and more, Zach, we're finding people that are coming from out of state to find that experience. Hmm. I feel like sometimes we're this hidden secret in Springfield, but we have treated patients in every state that borders Missouri. Wow. And recently, as far away from Ohio and Mississippi and it's through Dr. Green's sheer level of training and advanced knowledge about the mouth and body connection, because she is way more than just teeth here, and so I think we are that destination in the greater Midwest for people seeking answers about whatever they're looking to to solve, and and that's exciting to see. Um, I get giddy when I get uh, a phone call from there because I'm really listening and understanding where that patient's coming from and can we really help them. And if, if we can't, maybe we can offer some suggestions for where they can. I mean, I've, I've had calls in the last couple of months from the UK. I've had email requests from mm-hmm. Austria, Australia. And so people across the world are looking for the types of services that Dr. Green is able to, pro- to, to provide to her patients here in Springfield. And so I guess you could say we're putting Springfield on the map uh, from the form of LVI dentistry.
0: Well, no doubt. And you talk about combining that expertise with that experience that you guys are custom creating. I mean, I would be surprised that these people coming from out of state might even come just for the experience. <laughs> so No, they
1: definitely could. And, and usually whether you're Whether you are down the street from us or you're coming across the country, no matter what your walk of life is, if that's what you're seeking, that's what you will find with the Smile Doctor experience.
0: That's huge. So, I know you talked a little bit about Google reviews and some other ways, but how do you guys get feedback from your clients and and then how have you implemented that into the practice? It's a really great question, too.
1: And communication is, is one of the utmost important things that that we do here and so i'll usually ask that person um, while they're in the office and we'll send them a survey we'll ask them how their experience was and we'll listen to them and have an authentic conversation because in my role i naturally seek out these conversations i love talking to people i love learning about their stories and their backgrounds we're probably going to do a, a six degrees of kevin bacon <laughs> somewhere <laughs> in there as we get to know our patients and and i love that but i never know where those conversations will lead hmm. and we've made some friendships through being open and honest and and got some really great feedback that way and so what what really gets me jazzed is when we get unprompted feedback and i think those are really rewarding because you know the patient had a phenomenal experience and is sharing that with the rest of the world typically in a digital format i mean we have a a strong word of mouth presence if you will even being that hidden gem like we talked about but i think that your digital online reviews are so critically important because so many people are looking for that social proof mm. of what someone else's experience was like. And so even sometimes I'll say we turn those into our own podcasts if they're a, a long enough, long mm-hmm. form enough review or or testimonial and uh, podcast long form blogs, and more recently videos that we've shot with Dr. Green. So we've done we've done quite a bit to listen to our patients and really incorporate that into, how we talk to other patients about the experience
0: here that's awesome so hearing about all of this experience and how you guys have built this out i want to ask has this has it been intentional or have it has it kind of just come through a natural ability or kind of talk to that a little bit more so
1: yeah definitely i think planning the new office space um, really showed us and we started thinking about every detail about being deliberate with our choices and i think for dr green that definitely comes more natural she has a drive to educate and even sometimes re-educate to help her patients and her guests in uh, so many different ways and that's where i think the scientist meets the artist Hmm. and it comes naturally to her and her demeanor with her patients and when she's with them It, it is a natural extension of her personality and um For me, maybe it's a little bit different, but I think it's really more important to focus on what hers is because they're really seeking her care, not mine. I'm kind of in the background. (laughs) I'm I'm, uh, fostering the relationships and making sure everything is running efficiently and smoothly. But she's really the natural when it comes to being intentional
0: versus natural. Sure. Very cool. So let's take a step kind of back from the business what speaking kind of personally or, or even it might be involved in the business but what has been one of your favorite challenges or apparent failures at the time that you've faced and and how has that actually set you up for later success uh i it's really hard to think about this question because we don't like
1: to think of ourselves as failing at anything. Because I, I have a mantra. Even I tell myself to fail faster. I can't yeah. tell that to Dr. Green. She can't <laughs> fail. And so, she would tell you, Zach, if she was here, that she doesn't believe in failure. Yeah. And and it's true. But I'll tell one honor, and it's really more of a challenge. So we have to go way back before she knew that dentistry would be her calling, and that. She, She wanted to be an interior designer Hmm. and uh, don't get me wrong. She has a really good eye for design and paired with my skills and background. We do make a really great team, but in the, in the late fall of 2016, we flew to Dallas to meet with our dental supply company that was furnishing the majority of our, our new dental equipment and installation in this new space. And we were in their massive showroom all day surrounded by every dental chair, gadget cabinet x-ray machine 3d printer you, you name it and so it was on an off day when nobody else was in the warehouse except us and our two dental representatives and after selecting and narrowing down all the equipment choices and the cabinet choices and so many choices mm-hmm. we were left with a couple of hours to look through uh, countless sample and style books to bring it all together sure and so picture us in this massive warehouse it's really really nicely designed <laughs> And we're right outside of Dallas, and there was one other person there that day, and that was the front desk receptionist. And we really didn't see her a whole lot. She was answering the phone maybe once or twice. And we somehow, in that time, managed to pull samples of swatches and floor samples and wall paint colors and you name a style, into this big, what I dubbed a style pile. We made a pretty big mess. (laughs) And uh, this style pile flew home with us that day, probably against the dental company designer's wishes. They had a really nicely organized interior design uh, (laughs) section in the warehouse, and um, we did our best to put it back together. But nonetheless, we quickly realized that we had bitten off more than we can chew. I mean, this was an entire bag, like tote bag full of samples. And so we laid it out and looked at it and I was already managing vendors and sourcing to be the most economical to get moved into this new space. But we kind of looked at each other and said, and agreed almost simultaneously (laughs) that this is too much and, and it's not going to (laughs) work as as much as we want to design the space. And and be in charge. So we had to look at that challenge and let go and trust mm-hmm. in another entity. And luckily, we knew a couple of interior designers in the area. And I'll give a shout out to NOLA and the Decorating Den and Nixa, uh, Because they probably saved us a lot of sleepless nights and gray hairs and probably gave us some years back on our life. <laughs> and sure. they really did a phenomenal job and took that that style pile that we talked about. Yeah. To make sense out of our vision, to help provide the best patient-centered care that we could provide to our patients, and so we look back at that now, two years ago, that challenge that was thrown before us and getting in the new location, the new location, and laugh about it quite a bit because uh, we couldn't be happier with how it turned out. But we had to really let go and trust yeah. and uh, know that overcoming that challenge was something that that we could do. And then I have a short one too that's relatable in my challenge moving the office across town and becoming fully operational while only being down meaning not seeing patients for one week wow t- really tested my resolve and patience <laughs> and so we moved the office in 2017 and planned everything out as you can imagine almost the full year before in 2016 and I became what was known as the vendor orchestrator and at one point I was managing well over probably 20 vendors and keeping the timeline intact to move into this space by 2017 and uh, keep everybody on track.
0: Sure.
1: And there's really only one day or one instance, if you will, that we had to change uh, the launch date. And I was, I was pretty lucky that it was just one time. <laughs> I didn't underestimate that amount of work, but the amount of work and coordination that it took was a ton. And we worked with a great contractor as well. But looking back, it feels like now we've been in this space for more than we have. We've been only been here for almost almost two years now. Yeah. And it's actually smaller than the other space too. So all of those challenges and all of those things that we went through, the strife and the worry and the, are we going to make the deadline? Are we going to hit it? Are we going to be able to see patients on that Monday after we moved the week before? Really all that hard work and that challenge we did overcome that challenge and we were operational and there were little things here or there. I mean, the team is learning a whole new environment down to where every single little, um, you know, piece of supply is placed. Mm-hmm. And so you're, it, it takes a while to learn where some of that is. And so that challenge really showed us the way that we designed this is going to be so beneficial going forward for us. And, and we just couldn't be happier that, yes, it was a challenge, but it had a great outcome. And again, so pleased with it.
0: That's awesome. So do you have a a quote or or something that you live your life
1: by or or think of often? You know, I probably have so much that's streaming through my head at one time (laughs) in a day, but it's, uh, it's probably not really a quote. It's more of a mantra. And, and I go back and I've had the pleasure of training and working with, uh, People under me, trainees, apprentices who have all gone on to be highly successful. I am amazed at the growth that some of the people I've worked with and I pat myself on the back a little bit because (laughs) hopefully I gave them some advice. And one of the pieces of advice that I tell them is this, it is never stop learning. Mm. The second that you become complacent or comfortable is when you will fall back, you will lose a step and I, you know, I've applied this to my own career and taken that approach. So I really enjoy finding those opportunities with our team now and our dental family here to learn and experiment and try new things. And sometimes they look at me funny, but I think they've really come to expect that that's how I operate and that's how my, my mind works is we're never going to stop learning and we're never going to stop applying those learnings to something new because it goes back to that other one. Good as the enemy
0: are great. That's huge. Well, I'm sure a lot of our listeners can resonate with that one. Um, striving to continue to make ourselves better. Um, so this is one of my favorite questions. Let's let's take a step back, back in time. Let's say instead of me sitting here, you're sitting across from your 20 year old self. What advice would you give uh, to your 20 so year one? So many
1: things, old? Zach. So many things. No, but there's really. I had to think about this one a little bit to. I don't know if I would change a lot, and that was really hard. But the one thing I did think about and and put some emphasis around is maybe be open to what feels right and trust your gut more. Mm. It doesn't have to... If something doesn't feel right or you don't have the power or the knowledge, learn. Learn and overcome Mm. that learn a new skill and change it and make it the way you want it. And so I feel like I did an okay job at that, but I've always been highly adaptable in my career. I'd maybe go back and tell my past self that, and I've, I could liken it to being a sponge, soaking in all this knowledge and this valuable experience working for all these awesome companies that I have in my 15 years. And so I, the one thing I might go back and say is, you're going to need a bigger sponge. <laughs>
0: Yes, that's awesome. (laughs) Good deal. So what is one key takeaway from our conversation for our audience to implement in regards to their own client, patient, or customer experience? Treat every single person that
1: walks through the door, calls with kindness and respect. Treat them the way you want to be treated. And for us, that means providing that uncommon, exceptional experience and that doesn't matter with with any teammate. That's Doctor Green, and the whole team. Just be genuine, be real, and be as helpful as you can. Mm. And and that's that's something that we really try to live by here.
0: I love it. Good stuff. So, are there any exciting projects or new things you guys have coming up that you'd like our listeners to hear about?
1: There's definitely a few. I um, one is a treatment that that Doctor Green is offering here, and it is. Uh, called facial development orthodontics. Uh, she uses an orthodontic technique that, like I said, a facial development or jaw development that can correct disharmony that disharmonies, excuse me, that form uh, during growth and development yeah. and can change the facial structure. And so uh, you, you may can even see mine, but I'm going through treatment right now. Sure. And I really do believe that's one of the reasons we're becoming a sought-after destination. Not a lot of doctors know about this. And science shows us that we can do amazing things with kids at a really young age, uh, teenagers, and all the way up to adults. And uh, we have people in their their 60s and up doing treatment like this. It's just truly life-changing to see them start and when they finish treatment the the difference that it makes and so it's it's just way more about straightening teeth we're we're looking at the mouth and body connection and Mm. connecting dots for a lot of people who who are looking for answers and um i could go on about it there's quite a bit (laughs) there's quite a bit more as you can imagine it's a it's pretty fascinating but there i'll i'll hit it at the end and, uh, talk about our website and Vimeo account where they can check out some videos that we shot. So, um, and the next one is, uh, we hired a new team member and we're blessed to be growing. And, uh, she starts the week after Thanksgiving and we can't wait to, to see what the future holds for her and the Smile Doctor team. Um, we're, we're very deliberate and conservative when we make a change like that, but we're excited to grow and add those services for our patients.
0: Definitely exciting stuff. Very, very cool things going on here. So how can our listeners get in contact with you, or how can they follow the business and the story? They could do it a a
1: multitude of ways here, Zach. Uh, They can find us online, which is probably the most common, at SpringfieldSmileDoctor.com. That's all spelled out. Uh, They can hit us on Facebook or Instagram. We regularly use the hashtag SmileDoctor. If you can imagine. (laughs) And um, like I said, I I hit Vimeo earlier. Vimeo is a video account where we house all of our videos. And um, they can find us at Vimeo. That's with a V, Victor. Vimeo.com slash Smile Doctor. Or they can search us on YouTube. We're there as well. And um, I always say they could call or text us too. Yeah. Renee or I would be happy to help assist, answer any questions anyone has, and they can please call us 417 887 5155.
0: Well, that's incredible, Daniel. I thank you so much for taking some time just to to kind of dive deeper into how passionate you truly are here at Springfield Smile Doctor about the patient experience and really showing our listeners. And anyone else who gets a hold of this podcast, what a true boutique type, just an incredible experience it is. And I thank you so much for taking that time and and I appreciate you for being on the podcast.
1: Man, thank you, Zach. Thank you for allowing us to share that experience
0: and, and thank you for your time today. I've really enjoyed it. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you for listening in on another episode of the Client Experience Architect podcast. As always, we'd love to get your feedback, what you thought about the content, if you pulled out any nuggets to implement, things like that. You can also head over to ClientExperienceArchitect.com to find the show notes and a place to leave some feedback. Please let us know what you'd like to hear more of, and if you liked the show, we'd appreciate you sharing it with others and leaving a review on iTunes. Doing that will help more people gain key insights as well. And remember, if you're gonna have fans, why not make them raving? And with that, I appreciate you and thank you for listening. Have an awesome day.